I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we are going to be sharing four questions to ask yourself to help you find your niche. So if you're struggling to figure out what your niche should be for your TikTok, Instagram, blog, or YouTube channel, or podcast, this podcast episode is for you. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what was your favorite stop in San Francisco? So we're recording this podcast. Um, and we were in San Francisco last week, so I thought it'd be fun to ask this question. Yeah. Do you have a favorite spot? I think for me, it was probably the San Francisco City Hall. It was just stunning. It was such like a beautiful spot to visit. Like if I lived in San Francisco, I totally totally would have gotten married there. It's a total fairy tale. I absolutely love that spot, though I will say like a lot of people wanted to take pictures there. So if you're planning on going, maybe go early in the morning. But I also feel like people might know that hack because it was a lot of photographers there. So I don't know if you could ever catch it empty, but it was a beautiful spot. Yeah, I'm glad we stopped by there. I mean, it's super grand inside. There was a civil like wedding happening. Um, there was a few women shooting for their quinceaneras. And so, um, yeah, but I'm, I am glad we stopped by there. Um, for me, I think my favorite stop in San Francisco was the Three Gems by James Turrell. Um, it is this outdoor art installation. I think it opened in 2005 right behind the D. Young Museum in Golden Gate Park. Um, it's just a really unique space. Um, there's like a, like, um, like not quite indoor area inside of it because it's like an indoor, not indoor. Yeah. It has like a hole in the, in the ceiling and it's like meant to like alter like the light in the sky. Cause there's actually like led lights in there. Um, we went on a cloudy day and so I would say like, we didn't really get like that different, like color of the sky the full experience but um it was really cool it's free to go in um i actually just posted a reel about it so if you're planning a trip to san francisco check out that reel and also check out um our photos from city hall when we share it oh i'm sure we'll be sharing i have so i'm ton, I have so many photos content. to share you guys and now i'm like okay so i'm gonna start transitioning to fall content by the time this goes live we'll probably have already started transitioning to fall content and i'm like i don't have time to post all the things i wanted to post before but it's okay we we'll have, make it work. <laughs> I know. I was really, I'm really excited for the photos we've taken. All right, you guys. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. We thought it would be helpful to just share a few guiding questions to help you find your niche. I think this is a common question that comes up in our Instagram comments, our DMs, and just like conversations we've had with new creators just getting started. And so before we dive into the questions, let's first define what is a niche. So a niche or a niche, depending depending on how you say it, both is correct, is a specific topic or segment that you create content about. And why do you need a niche? A lot of people online are usually searching for specific things. So even if they're just browsing on Pinterest or Reddit, they are scrolling with their interest in mind. So while you may not appeal to everyone's interests, um, if you have a specific niche, you at least will appeal to some or a segment of people. Starting your blog, TikTok, YouTube, or Instagram with a specific niche in mind will help you clarify your point of view as a creator and 
This will also help other people identify who you are and what you do. I think another value of niches too are like, we've talked about this before, how you can't please everyone. And the people that do try to please everyone are the people that aren't successful. So like niche, like finding your niche, I think is a really great way to do that is to really like hone in on the things that you love talking about. And like, there's going to be a lot of people that don't care (laughs) but there's going to be a lot of people that do and it's those people that do that are going to be your audience that stand by you and really want to be there for you because they're like finally I found someone that's talking about this specific thing or I really resonate with the way that she you know communicates or I really resonate with the way that they share this information and kind of just getting a better understanding of like like people are looking for specific things when they go to social media. I'm like, oh, I want someone for like recipes. People literally look that up. So having those niches really adds a lot of value to your page. So instead of pleasing everyone, you are like basically pleasing your audience and giving them what they're looking for when they go onto a social media platform. Yeah. And like, for example, you guys like the content creators podcast, super specific niche. We talk about content creation tips for new influencers and creators. And these tips also work for small businesses. And we talk about like the different like life stages you go through, right? Discovering your brand on who you are and what you want to talk about, growing it, establishing it and owning it and being confident in who you are obviously right someone who's interested in maybe golf or tennis they're not looking for content creation (laughs) tips but at the same time we know our lane and we know that there our specific point of view and our tips and experiences is geared towards someone who's interested within content creation um, and potentially being an influencer or building a social media plan for their small business and so i mean that's our you, yeah this is <laughs> why like, you're probably listening in. we're a great example well <laughs> don't worry guys if you're interested in dog breeds emma has a podcast coming out soon okay so. <laughs> that's not a guarantee that <laughs> i think it should I, anyone who thinks that emma should have a dog podcast log into our facebook group tell and us. tell us tell us now i listen oh, all right you guys so what <laughs> niches are out there so you've heard us talk about content creation but some really popular ones that you've probably seen online on youtube on tiktok include fashion beauty religion travel food personal finance health and fitness doy and home you could make anything a niche right you could make knitting or building birdhouses or throwing frisbees your niche one thing to remember is when you're first starting out is that your niche again does not need to speak to everybody but it just needs to speak to somebody Exactly. The more specific you get, the more specific your audience is and the more you know how to speak to them. So here are four questions to help you guys find your niche. Question number one is to ask yourself, what are your passions? So finding your niche is absolutely a reflective experience. You must start by asking yourself what your passions are. I remember when I first started, and I know I've talked about this before, I got so annoyed when everyone was like, you need a niche, you need a niche. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, can I just talk about what I want to talk about? And <laughs> just like, why Why do I have to like kind of like niche down and why do I have to narrow it down? Like there's so many different things that I want to talk about and I have so many different passions and it was really hard for me to actually understand. And I actually did an exercise with my therapist where she said, who are you? Like, what do you like? And you would think that that would be such like an easy question to answer but like a lot of those things hinged on other things or other people it's like oh I'm a good friend it's like well no no no. like what are you 
as a person, not to other people. What are you as a person? What things do you personally enjoy outside of other people? Like, oh, well, like I'm a good wife. I love like hanging out with my husband. It's like, no, no, no. Like, what about you? Like, like, and it's like, oh, I love my job. Again, what, what like personal passions do you have? And so as easy as this question might sound, you guys, it's super important, I think, to kind of sit this, like take the time to sit down and write these things down because it might be harder than you think. And some questions that you can kind of ask to figure out what this is, is what makes you excited? What's a topic or hobby that brings you joy or gives you a sense of fulfillment? And what's something that you could talk about forever? I think for me, that was the easiest thing to kind of pinpoint what my passion was is what can I talk about forever? Because like, I get super drained in social situations really easily. So if I'm talking about something that I don't really have a passion for, it's really easy for me to just kind of drift off and be like, oh my God, this like is really hard for me to stay present in this conversation. But with content creation, literally Emma and I started this podcast because we could not stop talking just about, talk forever it. about it. So I think those are three really great places to start just to kind of figure out what you are passionate about because it can be harder than you realize. And we know that there are bloggers out there being super passionate about ping pong, taking care of their plants or DIY home decor ideas. And we also have blogger influencer friends who talk about nursing or attending medical school. Some people share their tips about getting into med school and other people share what their day-to-day life is like like at a hospital. Emma used to share literally like career tips, you know? So if medicine or plants don't make you excited, what does? If you know your passions, can you brainstorm 10 topics that you could write about for those particular passions? So, you know, are my passions photography or being crafty? Write those things down and think about different topics that you could write about. And again, I think the question what's something you could talk about forever is a really great example because you're going to need, if it's your niche, you're going to need to talk about it a lot. So I think that's a really good one to call back to. Yes. And question two, number your question to you guys, another question to ask yourself is what makes you unique? If you're in the mission to find your niche, take the time to identify what makes you unique. Here are just a few leading questions to ask yourself if you are in the process of trying to figure out what makes you unique. Do you have a specific skill or talent that people really admire? Have you achieved a milestone like running a marathon or hiking a mountain that people look up to you for? Is there a unique life experience you've had that has profoundly shaped who you are? So an example would be growing up on a boat or living with a family of acrobats. Where did you come up with these examples? (laughs) That's amazing. I was like, well, so there is a, um, a Seattle blogger. She grew up on a boat. which I thought was like really unique and grew up like she was telling which I had no idea and she doesn't like talk about it but I was like oh my god like this is your name this is like really interesting she grew up on a boat and she also um just like went to international school like all through high school and then came back to the U.S. for college so again like a really unique experience and you know like that's just like has shaped who she is like it's a completely different point of view you know So our advice, if you're trying to figure out what makes you unique, we actually recommend turning to your friends and family and ask them what they think makes you unique. Then sit down and reflect on what they said and write down, um, you know, like build on top of that kind of brainstorm and feedback on what you think makes you unique. And so for me, you guys, like one thing I've noticed in the last few years, a lot of content creators are talking about creating content. And so for me, like over the last few years, I've had to continue to like ask myself, well, like what makes me unique in the content creator space where I'm sharing 
tips for new creators about building your brand and your engaged audience. And so for me, I've really had to be active and reflective on this process and understanding what makes me unique in the space of sharing content creator tips. And so for me, I know that I talk about the business side of being an influencer, which a lot of, I think, creators don't really do. There's a few of them out there who are starting to talk more about it. Yeah. Um, another thing I that makes me real, really unique, I talk about money, negotiating, and the strategy piece of being an influencer and building an engaged community and clarifying your brand. Um, again, more on like the business side of the influencer industry. It's like, yes, people are talking about how to write captions and like how to use reels, but I think like the money negotiating strategy piece is really unique. And then lastly, I know you guys that my undergrad in business, my master's in digital media, and my last six years in the airspace industry really gives me a unique set of skills as an influencer and understanding the business side. And I think that's why like working with brands really works for me. And so again, right, lots of creators out there are finding that sharing content creation tips is a great way to build community. But for me personally, I have to be like, okay, but within the space, like this is what helps me stand out and what helps me be unique. And I think that's absolutely important to do too, because so many people think like, oh, so many people talk about being a content creator. It's like, yes, that is a niche. But what like figuring out what makes you stand out can also help generate ideas for the kind of content that you're going to create and like really help you niche down within that niche, like as specific as your niche can get like that is where you want to get to. So Emma being able to talk about all those things and having something that makes her unique so that people will say, oh, like I want to follow her because she offers something different than all these other creators that I already follow. Like for me, like I would love to there's some things that make me unique that I would love to speak to more because I think that's really really what is a standout point for a lot of people. For example, like I not only working my nine to five, but as a saleswoman in the tactics that I have to employ, like employ that are incredibly similar to what mm-hmm. I do as a content creator or, you know, the self-care piece. Everyone talks about self-care. Like, don't get me. I know that. But like, I also don't think a lot of people really actually like delve into it as much. Like, I think there's a lot of like surface level, like, oh, make sure you like take a bubble bath today, you know, and I'm trying to kind of ebb away from that because I'm realizing that stuff doesn't help me anymore. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really serve me because it's not giving me like, absolutely, you should take time to take a bath. Like I'm not saying that like those are still helpful. And those are still relaxing. But speaking to stuff like that can really help you niche down and also think of really different ideas to share. Like today, I literally shared something about being more productive and something that has been incredibly helpful for my self care this last week actually is just understanding my body's circadian rhythm and my actual like sleep chronotype and understanding like how I function at different times of the day and what times I'm most productive. So instead of kicking myself all this week for being like, oh, I don't have the energy to be productive. I'm like, oh, wait, my my body literally told me like is telling me that it's tired and this is the time that it normally gets tired and that's okay. And it has been so empowering to know that. So if you guys are curious, I also do recommend looking that up. But I see that absolutely as a form of self-care. And that gave me just an easy content idea to share about. So niche down as much as you can, not only because it makes you unique, but also because you it gives you a lot of content ideas to talk about. And then number three, ask yourself what is different about the place that you live. So if you're looking for a niche, trying to figure it out, what could you make where you live 
part of your niche. We've actually seen a lot of people build niches by making where they live the focus of their Instagram or blog. For instance, we've seen Instagram accounts build their following by showing different perspectives of New York City. We've also seen Instagram accounts dedicated to the Pacific Northwest. These PNW accounts share incredible hikes in the Cascade and Olympic Mountains. They also share glaciers and lakes, which like... Beautiful. So beautiful. And obviously like... Right, like especially if you do like that type of travel account, it's aspirational. It's like provides a form of escapism, and it's like when you're part of this, right? It's reflecting and like understanding like where your niche is at, right? Like if you're also going to pivot aspirational, inspirational versus educational, Mm -hmm. right? Like that that also helps. Um, But yeah, like building your brand around a location, people do it all the time. Absolutely. And it gives people in your area a reason to follow you because it's like, oh, I I live in the Pacific Northwest and I want to see cool hikes that I can go on. Oh, I saw XX person go on this hike and now I want to go on that hike too. Because again, aspirational. Like my manager, Regan, she actually helps run an account called Boston Foodies. And it's literally about food in Boston. It has a huge following. It's really like, it's a really popular and well-known account. And it's literally just talking about like specifically food in Boston, not just a foodie account, food in Boston. So that if you live in Boston and you follow them, you're constantly updated about cool new places to go. I've seen accounts specifically dedicated to cool things to do in Seattle. And yeah, I followed them because I live in Seattle and I love doing cool things. So I'm like constantly looking at that and seeing like, oh, where could I go next? What could Sam and I do for our next date night? And having those constant ideas. Plus we shoot in Seattle. So like having like cool places to go is a really great kind of thing to draw off of. So if you're looking to create a TikTok, the TikTok algorithm also does seem to show location-based TikToks to cities and regions. So there are TikTokers who show where to eat in their city and have built huge audiences doing so. I think that'd be a great idea for Boston foodies to do too. Like just because I literally, I see Seattle food places all the time on my TikTok, like for you page. Mm -hmm. And the fourth question to ask yourself if you are looking to figure out what your niche is, is asking yourself, have I researched this niche and have seen what others are doing? If you're serious about starting a side hustle or passion project, we also recommend taking the time to research the niche that you're interested in. You can find out what type of topics and content people are creating within the niche and see examples of that. For example, if you're interested in creating a travel blog or a TikTok or a YouTube travel page, you might research what type of travel creators are out there. There are travel influencers and content creators who only do luxury travel and they only showcase yachts and private bungalows and beautiful hotels. Then there's other creators who only do budget travel. So think about, you know, the creators who share what $100 a night or less for hotels and Airbnbs look like. Then there are other influencers who only do local travel. So they highlight, you know, local towns and cities within their state or their region. And then there's other creators who only do international travel, highlighting only major cities outside of the U.S. And then what we referenced earlier, right, creators who only do outdoor travel. So highlighting national state parks, camping, best hikes to do around the country and more. And so even just within the travel niche, you guys, there's so many ways that you can cut it. There's so many ways that you can talk about it. And so just doing some preliminary research on Pinterest, on YouTube, on Instagram will help you see what others are doing and can also like give you ideas on like what you could get into and how you could kind of shape and just be more specific within a broader niche. 
And other ways that you can research those niches too, super easy, literally just if you're wanting to do travel, look up hashtag travel blogger. If you're looking to do like stuff about the local Seattle Seattle area, like hashtag Seattle blogger, hashtag Seattle foodie, like if you're a food blogger, things like that, there are so many hashtags that you can look up just to kind of see who has been successful, why have they been successful, and what can I do to kind of mimic that success, but in my own unique way, like where can I add my unique voice? And that kind of comes back to, I believe it was question two, what can I do to bring something unique to this niche? And I think also doing that research exercise can help you look at what everyone else is doing to kind of further that what makes me unique? What can I do to stand out in the space? If I'm someone who's interested in it, which you are, since that's your niche, since I'm interested in this topic, what is something that I really want out of this that I feel like is missing? And it could literally be something as specific as, oh, I want to niche down to talk about food, but I specifically want to do budget food. So like, like I want to find like inexpensive restaurants in the Seattle area. So just like Emma was saying, luxury travel versus budget travel, local travel versus international travel, really just like niching, niching down. And I, again, I know how frustrating that word can be. I got really frustrated when I first started because I just, I wanted to talk about the things that I loved, but really there is so much value in finding those key points that you want to talk about. And kind of to that point, I'll actually jump into our bonus tip before we wrap up today's episode and reminding you guys that picking a niche is absolutely not boxing yourself in as a creator. You can 100% tie in multiple niches with your mission statement and just selecting one or two niches, one, two, or three is just about clarifying your brand and understanding what you talk about. I would say you should probably have those niches be connected in some way. Like if you're talking about food and then ping pong, maybe that might not resonate as much unless it's activities to do in the Seattle area and food Mm -hmm. is one of them ping pong is one of them I think there should be kind of an overarching like similarity like self-care everyone deals with self-care like like balancing my nine to five with my blogging and like blogging tips there's a lot of people out there that also deal with that simultaneously with self-care and you know like if you're a content creator and you're a blogger you also create content and you need photo shoot inspiration. So those are my three and they all do tie together in some way. So I, I do think that's important if you're picking multiple and you can have your content pillars and the things that you speak to every week speak to those specific pieces. But yeah, I would say don't that doesn't mean don't be scared. Don't be like, OK, I can't have any more uh, than one. But do try to make them all connected. Yeah. And like one thing I wanted to talk about is like travel is one of my content pillars. But specifically within travel, I create like Instagram programmable places, blog posts, and guides, and I share that. And that's a part of content creation, being a content creator and influencer, because I was searching for cute, Instagram-worthy, photo-worthy, beautiful spots in every city I visited. And I and I love to travel, and so I realized that fit. And so, right, there's other travel creators out there who talk about 24 hours in a city or 48 hours in a city. Well, for me, like, I am doing those guides, but I'm literally just doing the most Instagrammable places in each city. And I know like that's a specific niche because one, and for any creators out there who have built Instagram guides, you know how time intensive it is oh my gosh. to plan. <laughs> like Maddie knows like creating the itinerary, mapping things out, like understanding how long it takes from to get from point A to point B writing the content afterwards, shooting it. Like I know that's like, I would say that's like a higher barrier 
barrier barriers to entry like oh, versus absolutely. just doing like 48 hours in a city which is totally fine and there's totally a market for that but that's like my segment within travel and i know not everyone can or has the passion to like recreate that type of content there are instagrammable like articles in each city right that that do um come up and that people are looking for but then like at the same time like it's such a like specific niche but i realized i was like it's not just content creators and bloggers who like look for that type of content the regular person wants if i'm visiting the city i photo. want to take cute pictures yes yeah and so <laughs> like no matter where i am and i realized that with my sister because my sister will when i um, visited her in austin this pa- in texas this past spring she's like let's go here look how cute it is i want to take a photo in this phone booth and i'm like oh my gosh like like oh okay. okay so so yeah just another example you guys on like niching down and like understanding what makes me unique and how it still ties in my content posts yes i'm travel but Instagramable places ties in with content creation. Yeah, absolutely. And like what makes Emma unique is like those those Instagramable places that you do see when you like pull up those guides. There's so many that like really don't actually include a lot. And if they do, they're not really including like super unique places. It's like, oh, if you visit Seattle, the places to visit, Pike Place, the Space Needle. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. everyone knows about that. But like what like cute restaurants are there? And like you guys, when I say it takes hours on both like we literally both research for hours pulling it together stuff saving stuff and like i'm constantly saving i know emma's constantly saving and then when we like come together to plan for these trips we literally sit down and emma puts it all like together like to find the distances and like find the like (laughs) like where so that we can actually figure out how to do it because it is very time consuming work so it's definitely something that like makes her unique and like is unique to that content creation niche but again is still related to content creation it's not like she's talking about ping pong and food (laughs) (laughs) so again i know that was like kind of a roundabout way right like uh, when you start and you first pick out your niche like don't think that like this is it you can only talk about beauty like your brand will evolve and you can start to incorporate other things. But it's just like when you first get started, you guys, like you want within like five to 10 seconds, you want people to like understand what to go to you for. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want people landing on your Instagram blog, YouTube, TikTok page, confused about what to expect from you because it it takes, if people see a piece of content that you posted and they like it and they go to your profile they take probably one to five seconds to see if they want to follow you. They'll probably just look and say, oh, like this person just shared this Seattle like spot like to visit. I go to their profile and that's literally the only Seattle spot they've shared. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to follow because I I want more Seattle spots. They don't have that. So I'm just not going to follow them. Or, oh, this person posted this like really creative photo. I need photo shoot inspiration. I'm going to click on their profile. Oh, most of the stuff that they post is actually like, pictures of like food or like product shots like that's not like what I do that's not what I need so I'm gonna you know or like oh but they like post like all this different stuff you know like kind of being confused like oh there's not actually this thing that I'm looking for when people go to your profile they are looking for something so making that abundantly clear what you offer in both your bio and just in your captions and your content is incredibly important So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you guys can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Cray, and at Content Creators Podcast. Make sure you guys join our Facebook group and sign up for our weekly email newsletter on our website. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.